Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Kicking Cancer Podcast. My name is Brooke Brown. I'm Marcus. And we are so excited that you've joined us. You know, we want to walk with you through the season in our life where we walked through cancer. And, you know, that season really shaped us. It shaped our walk with the Lord. It shaped our family. And we want to just encourage you and equip you as you walk through different seasons in your life. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Thanks. We're going to have fun together. We Let's are. Go. Welcome, everybody. Yes, welcome. So, we're going to talk about how God heals today. Yes. How does He heal? Bring some Kleenexes over here. This is already started <laughs> off. You like can already first see. Pre-game. No, first see. Pre- you've, you've known me long enough. <laughs> Pre-record, there's already tears in the room from today. But how He heals, I, I know, like, um, this. that was the next thing. After you were diagnosed with cancer, we were like, We've got a fight. That's right. We have a fight on our hands. We were ready for it. We just talked about how you, you went through the Bible and started highlighting all the scriptures and healing. Two thirds of the miracles of Jesus were healing. So there was a lot. Yeah. There was uh, a lot to underline. Out of his whole ministry, one third of his entire ministry was health care. It was <laughs> dealing with sickness. Like he was dealing with it all the time. And even sometimes when he would cast a demon out, it, he'd, he'd call it a spirit of infirmity that was on yeah. people. And so when you when you look at the um, at the ministry of Jesus, there was so much. And then we see this whole idea of hospitals and healthcare and everything that was birthed out of out Christianity. Of That's why so many hospitals around the world are named after saints and named after apostles and you know disciples. It's just it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yes. So here's the first question: Why why is there sickness in the world? Why is it here? God created the world. Why why do we have to get sick? This is a question a lot of people have. He's a know, good, if God is a good God, then why do good people end up getting sick if God is good? We really wrestled with this. Here being, um, you know, dedicating our lives to the things of God. This is a question a lot of people face when they're diagnosed or they see someone they love, someone that's a good person. Like, why? But That was the first thing you said. Why? Like when the doctor left our house, she gave us the news. Yeah. She said, why did this happen? Because it just didn't make any sense. Right. Right. So you're going to want to have like a pen and paper. We're going to take some notes today. We'll give you some scriptures. Uh, in the show notes, guys, if you can remember, I want to put down the scriptures that we would pray in, in the notes. And then uh, and then the prayers that we would pray. We have them, we have them written out. We had some people send us some powerful prayers nice. and and uh, we would pray them all the time, and that'll help. Okay. Why is there sickness in the world, number one? We what live in it? a fallen world. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's Eve's fault. And Adam Adam, maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Take control. No, it was in the garden. It's it just was. like when, when sin entered the garden, there is a fallen world that's in a fallen state, and everything that is in a fallen state is in disrepair. Yeah, I had a friend tell me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, sin happens. There can be forgiveness and redemption, but there's shrapnel. You don't even know where the shrapnel is going to land. I mean, it's a fallen world, and sin has consequences. And everything that Satan puts his fingerprint on, it has chaos, and that will happen even inside the body. The yeah. physical body has some some chaos to it. So there's a, we live in a sin-stained, fallen world. Yeah. There will be one day a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem where there won't be any sickness, 
and there won't be any tears and there won't be any pain. But in this world, Jesus said this, in this world, you're going to have trouble. There's That's trouble it. in it. There's heartache in it. There's pain in it. And there's sickness in it. It's part of this world. And good people are going to get sick. Now, let me just tell you this. Uh, sickness in your life isn't because God doesn't love you. Yeah, that's right. Or he's rejected you. Um, and the disciples even had this question, like, who sinned? Why is, this, why is this kid going through this? Why is this person going through this? Who sinned? Was it his parents or his grandparents, yeah. you know? I even went through, did I do something wrong? Like, what did I do? You know, they're at that very beginning diagnosis, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Have, have I not done something right? And yeah. it's just, it's not that. It's, an, it's just that we live in this world. Okay, here's the second one. This is where we're going to step on your toes a little bit, but we've had to face this. Okay, all right. Uh, why is there sickness? Number one, a fallen world. Number two, we don't take care of our bodies. Out. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't take care of our bodies. Yeah. The way God meant for us to manage, when he calls this uh, a temple of the Holy Spirit, uh, in the in the Bible, this the temple got taken care of every single day. Absolutely. And so when your temple is mismanaged, there's going to be repairs that need to be made. Yeah. It can get into a state of disrepair. God is a God of order. He is. And yeah. so like, so when you're thinking about this, like if you're sick in your body, you're dealing with sickness in your home, some of you are like just chronic sickness, there is some things that you need to ask yourself, what do I need to do to be at my best? Right. And some of that would do with sleep. Getting enough. Get enough sleep. Get the Six phone away from the bed. Hallelujah. Get it out of the room. That's right. That blue light. It's that blue go. light. It's, it'll reduce the serotonin in your body. Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. reduce the melatonin in your body. And uh, it'll mess with your sleep. You got to sleep better. You got to eat better, which I, which I hate. We're That's working what was, on it. Yes. We're, we're doing better than ever. Yes. Yeah. But I don't like good food. And people will keep saying, you'll get used to it. You do. I am not. No, I'm never going to get used to it. Right now, I want to eat. I want a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich right now. <laughs> Is this the Cajun With, coming out in you? Like I don't Louisiana, know. you need this. I'm never going to like good food. I'm never going to be even, I will never be happy that I ordered good food. Like the other day we ate fish and you got in the car and you said, thank you for helping me order well. And I hated myself for ordering oh, that fish. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> the asparagus? You didn't like the asparagus? No. The squash medley, <laughs> it was fantastic. We don't sleep right, don't eat right. And and then as Americans, uh, we just don't move right. Oh, we we have sedentary lives. We sit around. Yeah. And you've got to get up and move. you got to take care of your temple. It your, helps with everything. God created our bodies to move. Yeah. And your body works right when you're moving right. And I think there's there's two types of pain. I want you guys to write this down. There is you will either when it comes to managing your temple, you're gonna either experience the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Wow. And so you get pain on the front end or pain on the back end. And yeah. so and far too many we see this all the time as pastors. And uh uh, is that there's a pain of regret. And this is what I'll just say, and I want to be gentle about this. Don't blame God for you mismanaging your temple for way too many years. Mm. And don't say, why did this happen to me? Why is my heart in this condition? God's not good. Listen, God didn't order a Big Mac with uh, extra cheese and side of bacon. All right, he didn't do that. You did that. So <laughs> am I getting too... And there's no condemnation because you can start today. <laughs> we can make... You know, it's the... some. 
what is it total put of our down choices. the twinkies so today we can start a new today mm. drinking the water that's taking right the don't blame god take ownership start you a new day thanks for being so positive yeah. i like your eating the vegetables sweet voice all right yeah. then hey then sometimes and i alluded to this earlier is that there is a satanic assignment there's there's things that we can't see you know, I really believe that wholeheartedly because uh, back in, I don't, it may have been 2014, there was a, a, a trek of time, about a two-year time period that uh, your mom was diagnosed with cancer, then I was diagnosed with cancer, then your sister, then my sister-in-law and my mother. There were five women in our family and it felt like, I mean, we looked at one another and we were like, are we, is our family cursed? I mean, it was our it, kids who said that. It was an attack. Yeah. I yeah. remember walking around the block and our kids looked at us wow. and said, is our family cursed? Yeah. And, you know, we had been in such a fight. So sometimes you can be in the fight of your life and you're fighting in this earthly arena and don't realize that there is a spiritual arena that's doing war. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah. And, and I think when you read in the book of Daniel, you, you get around Daniel chapter 9, Daniel chapter 10, and there, and the, the angel uh, Gabriel comes to Daniel to give him a word to strengthen him. And he said, I've been fighting some principalities over Persia. Like there was, he was like, I'm trying to get a word to you, and I stopped fighting a demon to get to you. Like wow. there's things that we can't even see. That's all yeah. I want you to know. Yeah. That, that um, that's why. You've got to commit yourself to prayer because there is unseen realms on this side of heaven. We're not going to get a clear picture, but there's, there's spiritual activity going on. Yeah. Okay? Let's, let's read a few scriptures. Oh, uh, and you can write some of these down. We'll just give you a few today. And, uh, and I would say, <clears throat> if you guys are in the fight of your life, go through the Gospels and just let, let some of the miracles of Jesus just encourage you and strengthen, strengthen your faith. Strengthen your faith, yes. Well, let, well, let's just start in Proverbs. Let's go... Uh, why don't you read, babe, Proverbs 3, 7, and 8? All right. Verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Well, healing to your flesh. Amen. Refreshment to your bones. Claim it. So there, there's a promise. What's the premise to the promise? What did he say? You fear the Lord. He said, fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Mm-hmm. Fear the Lord. Um, this is exactly how we would do this during that season of cancer. We would just take a healing scripture, go, okay, here's a promise. What's what's my responsibility to see the promise? There's over 6,000 promises in the Bible. Yes. But there's about 6,000 commitments that you need to make. You yeah, know? we got to do something. we got to do something. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Mm. My words, life yes. and health. Um, why don't you flip over to uh, chapter 16, verse 24. Gracious words. Oh, we memorized this as a family. Yep. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Do you remember putting that on the refrigerator? I do, I remember. And any time we'd be at the table and they'd start, I would say, no, no, no. <laughs> Gracious words are a honeycomb. <laughs> you would even sing it. Okay, so. There. I'm not going to sing it for you now, but yes. You we'll should. Make it All right. 
All right. Uh, there's so many stories in the Bible. I know you've been studying on Jairus' story. Yeah, in the book um, of Matthew. Yep, Matthew chapter 9. If you guys go there in your Bibles with us. And uh, this is just one of, you know, the dozens and dozens of miracles that we see through the Gospels. Um, but Matthew chapter 9, there's actually two miracles that are... <laughs> Uh, that are colliding with each other, which I think this is great. Jesus is in the middle of a sermon, and ja- people around him. I know, and he's teaching, and Jairus' daughter is sick and then dies, and he interrupts a sermon. and And I love how most of the miracles in the Bible were an interruption. And what he's saying is, your needs, I'm not bothered by them. Like what you're going through or what you need. Like God doesn't have bigger agendas than what you're going through. Aren't you thankful we have a Savior? Jesus is in the middle of teaching a brand new sermon that no one's ever heard. You can't even track the this teaching to the Old Testament. He's talking about new wine and the new wineskins, old wine. I mean, it's a pretty deep thing people need to grasp that God's mm-hmm. doing a new thing in the world. And I'm going to read this, and then you just make comments. Okay. Okay. Verse 18, while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Verse 20, just then a woman. So now you got, (laughs) he's interrupted a sermon, and now he's headed to go see Jairus's hill his daughter like he gets up to leave with him and then he gets interrupted by a woman with issue of blood just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak she said to herself if if i only touch his cloak i will be healed jesus turned and saw her take heart daughter he said your faith has healed you and the woman was healed at that moment when Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, go away. I love this. It's it's okay to kick people out of your house if they're getting <laughs> on your nerves. Uh, go away. The girl is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. So good. Yeah. You know, everyone in the crowd that day had needs. And here this father comes in desperation. He's come to Jesus in hopes that he will come home with him and he will make his daughter whole. And if that wasn't as much, you know, of an interruption, here we have a woman that also comes. She's an outcast. She's not supposed to be there. And here she makes her way through the crowd, touches the hem of his garment, and he feels power released from him. What's the interesting thing is about the 12? I don't know what if that So Jairus's daughter is 12 and here she is. She is entering her womanhood. She is not considered a woman as of yet and she's sick to the point of death and then we have this woman. It's just beautiful that she has been struggling. She is a woman been struggling in her womanhood for 12 years. So for one, 12 seems very very short. You know, here she is, she's struggling with the sickness. Her life's been cut short. Here she's died. And for one, this illness is has been going on for a very long time. Twelve years of her womanhood, she has been suffering. She has been an outcast. She's been uh, alienated from the people she loves. She hasn't been touched or hugged for 12 years. So, Isn't this how sickness is, though? Yeah. It's either you're going, I'm too young for this. Right. Or you're like, I've been dealing with this for too long. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so here Jesus is, and he takes time to to talk with this lady that has received healing from him and uh, calls her a word that he's not used anywhere else in yeah. his ministry. He looks as, at this woman with the issue of blood that's been immediately healed, instantly healed, and he calls her daughter. And I love that he called her daughter mm-hmm. because she has not felt like someone's daughter or someone's loved one for She'd a very long time. She has been an outcast. And wow. I love that he used this word daughter because Jairus is right there. And I can't help but think, didn't this help elevate his faith that because Jesus, he healed this woman with this issue of blood, now he's going to come home with him where his daughter is sick, and what will he see him do? He believed he could believe him for her supernatural healing. Because, you know, up until this time, Jesus had not raised anyone from the dead. That's what's crazy about this story, because he had never raised anybody to the dead, from the dead. But he goes, he says, but come put your hand on her and she will live. He He had had faith from somewhere. I don't know. And I just can't help but think seeing that miracle and hearing him refer to her as daughter, don't you think it just elevated his faith? He was like, Jesus heals daughters. You know? Amen. I love but it. Let me tell you something. Uh, we don't have stories in the Bible to teach us what uh, Jesus did. That's right. This is not like, the stories are not in the Bible so that we can have a movie about Jesus, the history of Jesus. He didn't ever meant to make the History Channel. This, these stories are in the Bible to show us what Jesus does. That's good. Who he was is who he is and yes. who he will always be. He's healing. You know, healer is not just something he does. It's who he is. It's part of his nature. Yes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So good. That's just a fact. So, okay. Uh, let's give a few things and we'll get out of here. All right. Okay. How does Jesus heal today? How does he, like if he's healing, you're wrapping your faith. Here's Jairus. How does God heal right now? I want to see a miracle. It's amazing the way he designed our body because when we get a cut, we get we fall down. What does our body do? Creates a scab. Yeah. We don't bleed out from the smallest paper cut that we've. <laughs> I got a paper cut last week. We don't bleed out from that. He created something inside of us um, that uh, that enables us to it's heal. It's your immune system. Yes. And so you, your body will heal itself. There's something about your immune system. This, this is why when we say you need to take care of your body, yeah, so you want that immune system just revved up and working in your favor, not working against you right. but for you, you know. Yeah. And so, and it, this is why uh, when we said healing is not something God does, it's who he is. He's the Lord God, our healer. Mm-hmm. When you are made in the image of God, there is a healing element that is within you wow. in that immune system. That's you awesome. put a touch of healing inside of you, okay? Yes. Um, next way, number two, how does God heal medically? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. some of you may have grown up in a church and you were just like, you know, doctors or scientists, and we don't believe in the medical field, and you reject all that. I'm going to tell you, the book of Luke, he was a historian and a physician. he was a physician, yeah. and Paul traveled with him. And some of the healings were therapeutic, meaning uh, Luke had a ministry of medical healing. He was there to take care of the Apostle Paul. Paul used him and needed him. You're going (laughs) to, so you can go, I can disagree with that, but if you do, you're wrong. 
So God has put doctors and nurses. He, he has inspired hospitals to be uh, built and financed all over this world because he uses science That's to right. help people. It's a calling. It's a calling. They are God's healing hands on this earth. Yes. And I am telling you, we had some of the best as I did treatments and surgeries, God blessed us with uh, the doctors and the nurses. That and some of us. that was supernatural, too, though, you. like how God would put us with the right doctors, right nurses. These are things just to pray about. God, connect me with the perfect person. Absolutely. I had a guy that came in. He talked to me about, about Brooke, and he goes, listen, if, uh, if I have a Pinto, a 1978 Pinto, I can let anybody work on that. But if I had a Lamborghini... I'm going to find the best mechanic in the whole world. He Aww. said, is your wife a Pinto or a Lamborghini? And I was like, she's say? a Lamborghini, baby. <laughs> I was a little nervous. And so we know. began to pray and fast. Best doctors in the world. And God just gave us to that everywhere. Yes, like, he did. And I, I'm just so thankful. Yeah. Nurses, I mean. Pray with us, stand in faith with us, mm-hmm. and do their job with excellence and conviction. I'm thankful for the medical and scientists, we put that in around the church. Yeah. I mean, like we're in the, been in this pandemic, and we've got people that work under a microscope just about every day of the week, and they're studying. And God's going to give them wisdom, yeah. And He's going to give them keys to to victory yeah. to wipe out this this sickness. It's just amazing. God uses that, so we honor all of that. We yes. pray for the, those gifts, you know. Yes. And in that way, like if you're going into surgery or you're going to a treatment or whatever, pray over all that. Mm-hmm. I pray over everybody's hands. I pray over. Every bit of that. Absolutely. I got it, you know. Uh, Number three. Number three, supernaturally. Yeah, God heals supernaturally. He still does today. Yeah, he still does miracles. He's not, that's not something he did at one time, and then he just stopped doing it. Like you said earlier, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes those miracles are instantaneous, and sometimes those miracles are a process. We see this even in in the ministry of Jesus. Sometimes he'd pray, stop, pray again. Yeah. You know, and we would see some some things happen all at once or some things happen a little bit gradually. And so that's why I think like when you go into this season of your time, your of your life, you're going, Man, uh, I'm gonna do what I can for my body to strengthen right. it. I am gonna make sure that I'm getting the best medical treatment, all right, and make sure the people I love are getting the the very best and we're on top of that side of it. And then three Get yourself covered with some prayer warriors. Yes. People that know how to pray. You're going to want a few spooky people in this. <laughs> like they wake up in the night and pray. I mean, you might not want to have them over for dinner, but you're going to want them up in the night praying for you. They're, they're <laughs> everywhere. You know what I mean? We need a little bit of all of that. Right? So we do they our got part. a tambourine in their purse right now. So. <laughs> so we do our part, and then we believe and we stand in faith that God is able to do more than we could hope or imagine. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I want to talk about the the next thing because this is victory too. God heals through heaven. There's no <laughs> sickness there. Amen. My mom's there. My dad is in heaven. Yes. They uh, they made that that move. I, I I want to say this about heaven. When when you go to heaven, and let's say uh, you get sick and then you you end up passing away, uh, that's not a loss. Right. This is what God says about death. Death has been swallowed up in victory. victory. There is no loss. And so, uh, and I think it's because of how we look at life. We look at life like this, like I'm living and one day I'm going to die. And that is not, when you're saved, let me tell you this, everybody that's listening to me right now, you are dying (laughs) and one day you're going to take your last breath and you're going to live. That's right. And that's how it is. Yeah. 
And so we've all got people and we that have been treasures to us that are stored up in heaven. That's right. And we're going to see them one day. And uh, It's just a change of address, right? It's just changing your address. You don't lose anybody. That's right. You know, in the book of Job, God doubled everything that Job lost except his family. He didn't double it. He gave him a family back. Because they weren't lost, he knew where they were, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, I know where my family is. That's so good. You know, we're gonna see them one day, and all of that. Anything that feels like this was a struggle, or we're in a fallen world, there's a satanic assignment. It's gonna get swallowed up. We're gonna be dancing on streets of gold. I don't think we really realized the magnitude of that until I was diagnosed with cancer, and then it came to us very quickly that. This life is not the hot spot of the tour. Oh, I know. Like, there is a perfect, we are going to be in perfection in, in God's presence. It's where we were created to live and reside. We're over there going, but God, we love it over here in Fort Smith. <laughs> He's like, I got a place in glory. It's a little bit it's better. Just, just a little bit better. <laughs> a little bit yeah. better than me in Arkansas. Heaven is, heaven is a wonderful place. <laughs> That's right. Pray for us, babe. All right. Father, we are so grateful. Jesus, you are healer, and we're so thankful that you're the same yesterday and today and forever. We're so thankful that we can take you at your word, and that we, when we do what we're to do, you meet us, and you do what only you can do. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray over those people that are listening to the sound of our voice today and have big needs, and we thank you, God, that you see them that you're actively at work on their behalf. And Father, we pray healing and health over their bodies. We pray for wisdom from heaven, whether they need to make changes in their everyday life, whether they need to seek medical care. And Father, we don't put anything past you that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever hope or imagine. Thank you, Father for working and fighting on our behalf. We love you in Jesus' name. Hey, I just, I got something in my in my gut just now. I want to pray this. Oh so, somebody is listening to this right now, and uh, you need to fight. <laughs> the, the Bible says that the spirit of a man will raise him up on his deathbed. Yeah. And there are more days ahead of you, and I pray that that spirit that spirit to just fight and live life will rise up within you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you next time. We are so thankful you tuned in for today's episode. That's right. I felt like I nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you really really learned something um, that's going to help you. And we just want to say thank you for being here with us. And we can't wait to share another chapter with you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe to follow what's going on on this journey and share it with people that you know that need it. And also know that... This is just a supplement. This is not your relationship with Christ. Get involved in your local church. Find some people that can surround you because you need to be in a local church in the season you're in right now. That's right. Until next time.